Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Sarah. Today, we are joined by Martin Cornon of Munster Restaurant Group. Martin is the co-owner of Lady Gregory's and Octavio Cantina and Kitchen in Andersonville, as well as LG's Bar in Old Town and Wild in Lakeview. Lady Gregory's and Irish Gastro Pub, located at 5260 North Clark, serves up a delicious menu and proudly boasts over 300 whiskeys. Located just up the street at 5310 North Clark, Octavio is a love letter to Mexico and serves modern Mexican food from the heart. Welcome, Martin. How are you today? I'm good, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Well, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's your background? And how did you come to Chicago? I'm from Ireland. Uh, I grew up there and moved here when I was 21. I'm actually here 25 years on Saturday. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah, so a big <laughs> milestone coming up. And um, so, yeah, so I grew up in Ireland um, in a family of three brothers. Um, and um, I uh, fell into the restaurant business when I was 16 and started washing dishes. And um, I was, I'm a high school dropout. So I kind of feel fortunate that I kind of fell into uh, a, a business that I really love and feel passionate about. And um, yeah, I, I've just been working through the kitchen, front of house, bartending, uh, serving um, and stuff in different hotels and stuff like that in Ireland. And then uh, I came here when I was 21 and my first job was in Kitty O'Shea's in the Chicago Hilton and Towers. And uh, so I worked in the Palmer House Hilton, uh, the Drake Hotel a little bit. And then I started working in my first Irish pub. Um, well, Kitty's is an Irish pub, but this was kind of like just a, a real um, character, uh, uh, full um, Irish pub on Southport called Collins. Uh, it was a few doors down from the music box. Um, and uh, that's where I kind of really learned a lot about um, what I do now in terms of with Wild and Lady Gregory's. And what specifically drew you to Chicago? Uh, well, typically, uh, when it, when I left in 94, it was still common to immigrate. Um, so uh, a lot of people um, would go to where they would know somebody already. So I had a couple of quaint acquaintances here. So I came here with a bag, $400, and slept on a friend's couch for four months. And... Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it, everything changed a couple of years after that. Uh, the the Celtic Tiger uh, uh, economic boom took off in Ireland, and everything changed there mm -hmm. after that. But um, yeah, I was kind of the last wave of immigrants to to leave until the last recession. Hmm. Well, Martin, in two thousand six, you started Munster Restaurant Group, found a space in East Lakeview, and opened your first location, Wild Bar and Restaurant. What did you learn most from that experience? Um, God, that's a big question. Uh, well, just um, before, after I left Collins, I went and uh, uh, became general manager at a new pub that was opening in River North called the Kerryman. It's still there today. And um, so through that process, I was really kind of given a lot of latitude uh, to, you know, decide the menu, pick the uniforms and kind of really from scratch through construction, help with, you know, designing wait stations um, and really kind of putting the whole 
thing together. Um, so that was like a, a huge stepping stone to doing my own place, which was always that kind of like dream that was way out there that wasn't sure if I was going to make it happen or not. And um, so uh, when I saw the space in um, on Broadway, um, I went to my business partner. We had um, been good friends and talking for many years about doing a place together at some point. And, um, you know, he uh, looked at the space too, decided, you know, this was a, a good opportunity and we should go after it. And um, so we, uh, my business partner's in construction, so we design and build our own places um, ourselves. And uh, so we, um, you know, uh, went after the space um, and, uh, the design kind of as we were building so we were going with spray cans of paint on the floor drawing out things or pencils on the mm -hmm. wall and stuff like that and then a carpenter was behind trying to put that into into motion somewhat with a lot of the decor um but um yeah it, it was uh working with the city was you know um challenging at times and kind of learning uh, you know, that things kind of don't work along your timeline um, a lot of times. Um, but, uh, you know, going through a whole process of kind of having something in your head um, and then, you know, watching um, every nail go into the carpentry and the whole thing kind of develop in front of your eyes as you're kind of picturing uh, customers going around and music playing and and stuff like that so kind of to get to that point um was really exciting and fulfilling and you know um it was it brought us a lot of joy and so about five years later you opened up lady gregory's in andersonville in 2011 and what what drew you to andersonville in opening a restaurant here well andersonville was always kind of a a playground of mine, so to speak. I would come and socialize here and um, dine in the restaurants here and stuff like that. So I always had my eye on doing something here. So uh, we had been watching for different spaces. Uh, it's it's funny now that the in our eyes, the kind of crown jewel in the neighborhood back then was Charlie's Ale House. Mm -hmm. And um, so that building was, oh, if only we could have like that beautiful building, like right in that spot. Um, but then we were really lucky to find the corner space on Clark and Berwyn. And um, uh, again, you know, through the same process of, you know, drawing and designing and, uh, you know, um, putting together uh, our, our vision was really, really exciting, especially to do it in a neighborhood that I had a lot of love for. Um, I live here too myself, and um, so it was it was just really exciting to to kind of become um, a big part of this neighborhood. And near the end of construction of that project, unfortunately, there was a large fire, which um, I was here at the time. I remember that, and you talking about you know going through with a can of spray paint and being so entrenched in the details of these beautifully constructed places. Can you talk a little bit about just that experience and how you kind of recovered from it? Yeah, it, that, it was, it, that was intense. Um, so we were probably maybe six weeks away from opening. Uh, we were doing our interviews for all our staff all that day. 
uh, down in the basement. And um, so we, it was a long day and myself and the managers, uh, we kind of regrouped at the end of that process and, um, you know, said goodbye to each other and left. And I went home to bed. I was exhausted. It was about nine o'clock. And, uh, and then I got a call from actually the manager down at Wild to say that someone had called and said that Lady Gregory's was on fire. So we thought it was a joke. Um, and then I decided to get in my car and do a little circle around so I could go back to bed in peace. And, and I came up to see the fire trucks all over the place and stuff like that. So, so it was a shock and devastating. Um, we, uh, it was stain rags that spontaneously combusted. And um, so, you know, at, at, it, it was traumatizing for the first week or two. And then as we knew that, you know, there was no structural damage done, thankfully, and that we would be able to, you know, with insurance and so on, be able to redo everything. Um, then the mission was we have to be open for the Andersonville Street Fest. <laughs> um, so um, Midsummer Fest was the goal and all our um, uh, carpenters and all the, the construction guys really got behind us and worked late and um, pushed really hard to get us open. We opened on the Friday of the Midsummer Fest. It was our first weekend. So uh, so we made it and uh, it was really exciting. A lot of uh, a lot of people were saying kind of when we were going through that process, oh, now you get to change anything you didn't like. <laughs> and and we were like, we loved everything. <laughs> we want to put it back the way it was. So so anyway, it was um, it was a big lesson in business for me too. Um, you know, to, uh, you know, see kind of potentially things kind of fall apart in front of your eyes and then, you know, rebuild and go forward. And, um, you know, it, it, um, it was, it was just a lesson on, um, you know, when, you know, big events come, which there's been plenty, nothing that drastic, but, you know, water flooding issues or, you know, different stuff like that, that, you know, you just keep pushing through. Well, Martin, you name your restaurants after authors, and Lady Gregory's is named after the passionate, complex Irish author. Can you tell us more about Lady Gregory and how her namesake shaped the Andersonville location? Yeah, so um, Lady Gregory's, when we were um, um, uh, deciding that we were looking for a name for our new location here in Andersonville, we decided we really wanted to, like a lot of the, the well-known Irish writers are men, and we decided that we wanted to, you know, not just have, we had had another uh, bar that didn't um, end up working out called Beckett's. So this was actually our third when we opened Lady Gregory's. And um, so we were like, we had two male Irish writers um, and we were like, we have to find, you know, a, a great woman. And uh, as we looked into it, we we didn't know much about Lady Gregory ourselves and um, started learning more about her to find that she was a very, very formidable Irish woman. She was kind of um, a, a, a backbone uh, to a lot of the great Irish writers, W.B. Yeats, James Joyce. Um, a lot of them would go to her estate in Galway to do their writing. Uh, W.B. Yeats called her the greatest Irish woman that ever lived. Mm. Um, and um, so and she started the uh, the Abbey Theatre in Dublin 
Um, and uh, the, the, there's, there's lots more I could go into about Lady Gregory, but I mean, she was really a phenomenal woman of her time and uh, very brave and courageous. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, it, it, it happens that through the years in Ireland, um, the, the landlady in the pub at home in the olden days, if it was, you know, a lady that um, sometimes maybe was a widow or whatever that ended up left the pub in the village. I mean, they were, you know, women to be reckoned with. Like they were, you know, the, the community is, you know, revolved around the pub back then. And, you know, the, the, the older men sometimes coming in drinking and maybe there might be, you know, a little argument breakout or something like that. And those women were known for, like you didn't mess with them. So um, just to have her picture over the fireplace, kind of looking down at us and knowing kind of that there's like a, a big character behind uh, the whole story is um, is very special to us. That's so awesome. I'm imagining us starting like a annual Lady Gregory Award in Andersonville or something for brave and formidable women. Yeah, I love for that sure. Story. You should read more about her yeah. because she was um, definitely a force. So Octavio Cantina and Kitchen is your fourth restaurant location, and it's your first venture outside of the Irish theme. Is that correct? It is, yeah. So how was that experience, and how did you go about selecting that name? Um, well, it's been it's another... Everything has been a huge learning experience. You know, I think there's a lot of times you probably make... Um, I think at least I make probably 50% of the wrong decisions as I do the right decisions. And uh, you're always trying to figure things out, especially in the restaurant business. But um, as I said earlier, that space was always kind of that beacon on the hill to us. I mean, that building, um, Paul, uh, my business partner, when he lived here in the States, um, himself and his wife and kids used to go there all the time um, when the kids were younger. And um, and I used to um, go and hang out there myself many times. So um, when we were approached about the space becoming available, uh, we really kind of um, jumped at it. Now, we were currently at that time um, building LGs in Old Town. So ordinarily, we would never have brought something new on top of us so soon. But it just had a lot of there was a lot of nostalgic feelings about it and stuff like that. And that's also a great location. So we decided to um, to look into it more and um, and give it a shot. So um, obviously um, we didn't want to do something, you know, close to what we had down the street already. So um, Mexican food is, you know, everybody loves Mexican food. It's fun. Um, it's very obviously different to what we do. Um, already and um, so we started researching a little more into it and then we weren't necessarily looking to tie it to the writer theme we were looking for a name that um, just felt um, that would be easily pronounced by everybody that just felt like a strong word or words and um, and then a friend of ours um, uh, texted us about Octavio Paz to look into him and again found this amazing character from Mexico, a poet, an activist, a writer. Um, and, uh, you know, he um, was just everything just said it was right for us. So so that's where we got to the name. 
Well, the interior of Octavio is stunning and um, features a 30-foot skylight. Can you tell us a little bit more about the transformation of the space itself and the local artists you've worked with? Yeah, um, so again, uh, Paul and myself are very engaged in the um, the design and, and stuff like that of the space. And it was his idea, actually, to, to do the skylight. Um, and uh, we... Um, Th that turned into, you know, the landlord, when we brought that to her, um, Angie Stotis had a heart attack at first, and then now she's really, really excited about <laughs> it. But, um, but uh, yeah, we, um, uh, it was two spaces when we um, took it over, um, kind of technically with um, the two different restaurant spaces. And we decided we just wanted to open it up, add some light, and get kind of a more um, open um, feel to the space also with all our design and all our other places is very homely and um, uh, traditional and and stuff and dark so we wanted to have something like completely different to that feel um, and then the whole um, modern aesthetic was something very new to us and very exciting to be doing something different in design um, we uh, had uh, got two artists involved. One of them is a bartender at LG's in Old Town in our place. And uh, he did the beautiful painting in the back of Octavio Paz um, for us. And um, and then another local artist named Chris Silva did the beautiful uh, map um, mural up on, on the wall too. So, um, so it was all very local. There was a lot of heart and feeling into a lot of what we do. And um, so it was really nice to have that story with Cecilio Garcia from LG's kind of being one of our family uh, coming and doing that special painting in the mm -hmm. back for us. And he also um, was the artist that um, we did for the Andersonville Art Fair last September as well. And um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it was a long road um, getting uh, Octavio open, um, especially on the heels of having just been through it months before. Um, you know, it was it was tough, um, but we got there and the neighborhood have been amazing. It's been very exciting. It has been such an amazing transformation. And you talk about that old like Charlie's era. And I think long term people in the neighborhood, they think about Charlie's as like if we, you know, think about entering the bar at Cheers, that's kind of what the Charlie's feeling was. But now it's like that feeling is maintained in Octavio with this like beautiful modern transformation of the space and this elevated Mexican food. And it really is just an amazing experience. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, a lot of uh, what we do is a labor of love. Um, I think, you know, we try to um, uh, transfer uh, or ha bring our um, employees along with that passion and feeling as well. And luckily, we've been blessed with having some of the best people um, help us um, in terms of um, management and, and our staff and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're very proud of it. You know, it's, it's, um, it's been a learning um, experience, learning a whole new cuisine and, uh, you know, all the aspects of that. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been well received. We have been uh, actually, it, 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 it's, we started out a little more fine dining 
and we're kind of scaling that down now because every time we looked at our product mix of what was selling it was tacos 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 and uh, and and some of that more expected mexican uh, uh cuisine so um so we've kind of responded to that now with adding um you know the taco dinner and um uh, some of uh, the burritos and some of the more expected stuff in a Mexican restaurant too. I mean, as long as you keep the Brussels sprouts on the menu, I'm good. <laughs> They're yeah, the really guacamole. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin, your story is so inspiring and compelling. And I think it's always interesting to ask and hear from our business owners and our entrepreneurs um, what you would pass along to young, aspiring restaurant owners or entrepreneurs who... Um, look at you and, and as kind of a, a role model or an inspiration to being in this business and succeeding in this business? Well, it's it's funny you ask that because I, there's a little ongoing joke here and there lately with, you know, the restaurant business is tough. It's tough. And then having multiple locations, um, you know, it's it's four more door locks that can have a problem or, you know, plumbing <laughs> issues or or whatever. So um, there's been a couple of times lately where I'll joke one of the staff and like, what's my advice to you? And they're like, what? I said, never open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, I said that to one of my guys yesterday and he was laughing. But, um, you know, it, it's it has to be in your blood, I think. You know, it's it's a certain type of personality that um, can really um, uh, get uh, some fire and passion out of the the ups and downs and the, you know, everything's on and you have to be on and then it's quieter and, um, you know, and you're always trying to think on your feet. Um, I suppose uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, dream big and uh, don't give up and uh you know and 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 start with your heart you know like for for me um everything that i do starts with um a love for what we're doing first and then you know trying to manage some of the more business aspects and financial part takes a, a second place to that uh sometimes that more so for me where i'm trying to learn to kind of get some balance between that too mm -hmm. but um if you don't start out with you know the heart and the love for what you're doing then it's just pointless well now we've reached the point of our show where we ask our guests which andersonville business would you like to trade places with for a day oh that's a surprising <laughs> one hmm Lost Larson. Mm, that's a good one. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I just loved even when I was watching the the transformation of the storefront and you know just the detail. Like it just spoke to me from the beginning before I walked in the door that it was tasteful. That this was um, you know somebody putting their heart and soul into a business, and then you know the. The pastries in there are delicious. Um, you know, just I, I love everything about it. Good answer. Well, thank you, Martin, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Martin and the Munster Restaurant Group, including Lady Gregory's and Octavio, please visit mrgchicago.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. 
Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.